1970s audiences knew they were in for a treat when they caught one of this movie's taglines. The Count is back with an eye for London's hot pants and a taste for everything. Yes, it could only be Dracula, AD 1972. My name is Stephen Archibald and welcome to my movie podcast. Yesterday, Dracula was the most fearsome being the screen has ever seen. Today, tonight, you, you, you could be Dracula's next victim. Hello to you and welcome to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. Dig the music, kids. Dracula, AD 1972. From 1972. By 1972, Christopher Lee had already played Dracula five times for Hammer, and on each occasion, his exploits were set in or around the Victorian era. To inject new life into the saga, the next Dracula flick would be set in modern times. In fact, Christopher Lee's last two outings as Dracula for Hammer would do so, commencing with the wonderfully demented Dracula AD 1972. This movie kicks off in fine style in the year 1872, where we witness Count Dracula and his sworn enemy Van Helsing fighting it out on top of a runaway coach. A struggle which culminates with the bloody Count being impaled by the spokes of one of the coach's wheels. After ensuring Dracula's demise, Van Helsing also expires from the injuries he'd sustained. We then flash forward by 100 years, where Dracula gets resurrected by a gang of foolish teenagers holding a black mass ceremony in some desanctified, long-abandoned church. The Prince of Darkness aims to resume his gruesome ways. The thing is, one of this group of youngsters happens to be Jessica Van Helsing, a descendant of the Van Helsing, and her grandfather, Lorimer Van Helsing, just so happens to be an expert on the occult. Lorimer Van Helsing was, of course, played by the marvellous Peter Cushing, and his daughter Jessica by the lovely Stephanie Beecham, whose previous screen assignment was appearing in The Nightcomers with Marlon Brando. Stephanie was originally supposed to play Lorimer's daughter. She became his granddaughter due to the tragic fact that Peter Cushing had visibly aged since the passing of his beloved wife Helen only the year before. And what's genuinely touching is when we get to see a picture of a woman on a desk in Lorimer Van Helsing's study. Helen Cushing is the lady in the picture. This groovy movie had the working titles Dracula Today and Dracula Chelsea 72 and it would mark 
the first time in 14 years in which Lee and Cushing would appear in a Hammer Dracula together, having first done so in Dracula, aka Horror of Dracula from 1958. And its eventful script was supplied by Don Houghton, whose TV writing credits include episodes of Doctor Who, Sapphire and Steel, and The Professionals. Many people find the 70s clothing the scariest thing about this film. Fair enough. I, however, feel that these once trendy threads only add to the picture's appeal. Likewise, in regards to the music, a little-known San Francisco rock band called Stoneground perform two songs near the start. Namely, You Better Come Through and Alligator Man. Now, I love these songs, but my mind boggles at the fact that the faces, when they were fronted by Rod Stewart, were originally meant to do the music for this movie. The film's music score was provided by Mike Vickers in a prog rock style, which is unsurprising, considering he was the guitarist for Manfred Mann, whereas the music in the Black Mass sequence was mostly composed by David Vorhouse. Something new, yet as old as time. Come on, Johnny. A date with the devil. Are you ready? He's ready. He's waiting to freak you out. Right out of this world. Died September the 18th, 1872. A hundred years ago to the day. Johnny Alucard is the trendy young man who leads the gang to St. Bartol's Church for the Black Mass ceremony, Alucard being a disciple of Count Dracula. The word Alucard is, of course, merely the reversal of Dracula. Johnny Alucard was played by the well-spoken Christopher Neem, who'd had a lesser role in Hammer's Lust for a Vampire the year before. Like his co-star, Stephanie Beecham, Neem would have the honour of appearing in an iconic BBC drama set during the Second World War. Stephanie was in Tenko and Christopher was in Secret Army. With his aura of cultured menace, Neem has usually played bad guys. He's fun to watch here and I also love him as a persistent psychotic chauffeur. In the 1988 version of DOA, a sultry Caroline Monroe made her first of two appearances for Hammer in this movie. She portrays Laura, the first member of the gang to fall victim to the deadly count. The sight of her cleavage covered in blood wouldn't have been allowed by the censors prior to this movie. Christopher and Caroline finally got to work together again on the indie movie House of the Gorgon, which surfaced in 2019. There's another cast member worthy of a mention. Here, Michael Kitchen made his second screen appearance in a big screen movie. He plays Greg in this most unfortunate hippie group. The excellent Kitchen is best known for playing Christopher Foyle in the first-rate crime series, Foyle's War. He's also 
a renowned theatre actor. Oh, and there's also the beautiful Marsha Mason in The Crew. She portrays Gaynor. Around this time, Marsha was known as a singer and model who'd had high-profile relationships with Mark Bolan and Mick Jagger. Having directed three episodes of the Hammer TV series Journey to the Unknown, as well as the company's 1970 movie Crescendo, Alan Gibson was picked to helm this movie. In fact, he would also direct The Satanic Rites of Dracula the following year. Gibson would go on to direct the fine miniseries The Charmer in 1987, starring Nigel Havers. Filming took place on this project in Chelsea and Hertfordshire, and the interiors were shot at Elm Street Studios. The movie was filmed between the 27th of September and the 5th of November 1971 on a budget of £220,000. Dracula AD 1972 was first shown in the UK on the 28th of September 1972 and in the States on the 17th of November that same year. Alas, it was not a commercial or critical success. But these days, it's even adored by the likes of Tim Burton and the horror expert Kim Newman. So, love it or loathe it, this far-out film has attained cult status. I'm Stephen Archibald, and thanks for listening to my podcast, They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews. You can find all of my episodes from most podcast platforms, and you can follow me if you like. I'm off to Don, a caftan, and a pair of flares. Look after yourself, and goodbye for now. You who witness it must swear before the name of the devil to keep it secret. Who knows about vampires, for God's sake? My grandfather died fighting a vampire. The most terrible, the most dangerous vampire of all time. The year is 1972. A leap year in horror. A vintage year for vampires. 